Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from frilled freaks to freeing your friends. And today we're talking about Frazer Blue. Hey, Brian. Got him. Uh, Got hey, Will. Him. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. What's up? Um, today is the day I realized that we could have called this the year of the Demon Lord. <laughs> every every fucking, like, we we hit Demon We're Demon Lords all the way down. It's true. It's Demon Lords all the way to the bottom. All right. So today we're covering what is probably going to be the last Demon Lord for this year. We'll see. What? I'm not. I mean, I'm not. It's uh, so early in the year. <laughs> but we've covered so many. We have covered um, so many. Frazer Blue. He, Blue. He's got a weird name. He's kind of a weird guy. So let's okay. get into they're it. They're all weird. Yeah, they're all weird. But this guy. Let's open a rift to the I, abyss. I ended up liking this guy more than I thought I would. Let's just get into it. So, okay. Frazer Blue is one of the major demon lords in Dungeons and Dragons. He is one of the original demon lords in both the canon of the game itself and in the source materials of the game as well, dating back to first edition and created by Gary Gygax himself. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Frazer Blue was actually created specifically for the campaign Gygax ran for his brother and his friend in the original campaign that birthed the setting of Greyhawk. So this, so this is post-Chainmail, right? Oh, this uh, is Chainmail. This is... Some I'm not somewhere sure. between somewhere in between. That's that's my guess. I could Maybe be this wrong is here. Like the workshop of or this could have been in D and D. No, I think this is pre D and D. This has to be because I'm pretty sure Fraser Blue is in the original Monster Manual. Okay, cool. So pre D and D. 
Let's do this. Wow. <laughs> um, Fraser Blue is known as the Prince of Deception and the Demon Lord of Illusions. Okay. He is infamous for using every trick, every ounce of demonic cunning to manipulate his enemies, mortal and fiend alike, to do his will. Cool. Fraser Blue creates dreamlands and mind-bending fantasies, able to deceive even the most discerning foes. And though he has fallen far from the power he once held, it is said that once he was the uncontested and most powerful Demon Lord in the Abyss. Whoa. Another notable fact about the Prince of Deception is that unlike most other demon lords who view humanity with little to no consideration, or even Grost, who sees humanity as extremely valuable allies and servants, Frazer Blue absolutely despises all humans, and his all-consuming goal is to see them and the material plane completely decimated. Shit, so he so, was the most powerful demon lord at one There point. was a time he was the most powerful, and we will talk about it. Sick. Um, because, well, it's interesting. But... Just uh, a little bit on that last point to reiterate. Like being hate, hating all the humans a lot? He hates humans. Like, most demon lords don't give a shit about humans. Humans are, like, oh. not even on the radar for oh, them. Oh, really? Yeah. Like we're, even though the cultists and stuff. The, and only like, Grost is the only one who's, like, super, like, thinks he recognizes humanity for how useful and powerful they can be. Okay, sure. Most like, the demon, high end of humanity's got it. Exactly. Got and that's why Fraser Blue, or Fraser Blue, it's why Gross has a billion cambions, because he knows, like, mating with mortals, like, creates powerful allies. Sure. Wow. And, and this is specifically for Fraser Blue is, is humans? Or, hum, or just humans like, specifically. And not very humanoids. Specific, just not like, just humanoids, humans. Okay, cool. Very cool. specifically. Interesting. So, there seems to be uh, some discrepancy in how Fraser Blue is depicted. Okay. But generally speaking, he's described as a 12 to 18 foot tall, hulking, gargoyle-like menace. Okay. His muscular, gorilla-like body is covered with short, coarse hair of a pale blue hue. His feet are broad and splayed, and his hands are large, but the fingers relatively stubby and tipped with long, jagged talons. Uh, two great ebony bat-like wings protrude from his back, and his tail is long and hairless, with a gray base fading to a razor-sharp blue tip. So this is like... Big Wait, gargoyle man. Yeah, this is like your 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 fucking like Batman is on the fucking skyscraper and he's hiding behind like a fuck. If like, you okay, <laughs> I will t I will say this. Every edition's um, uh, depiction of Fraser Blur up until Fivey, he looks like this hulking buff monster man. He does not look like a demon lord of deceptions and illusion. A hulking he buff monster like, man. He looks like the demon lord of muscles and gains. <laughs> That's what he looks like. I'm not even fucking kidding. He looks like the de the demon lord of pre workout and protein powder. Exactly. That's oh. exactly what he looks like. That's cool. But but this Fivey one has redone his art and he looks really really cool. Uh, really strange. He still has that gargoyleish kind of um, shape to him. Gargoyle he from the show Gargoyles from the 1990s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah yeah. Like, he's still very gargoyle like, but he's also. Um, the proportions are all off and a little bit weird. And at the end of his like long, thick neck that he has, he's, he almost has this human-like face with this weird kind of smile. Okay, sure. And that's the creepy. smile is almost like this, this friendly smile, and I think that's supposed to be deceptive. Let me finish reading my description yeah, yeah, yeah. paragraph. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so his head is bald and gray-skinned, save for tufts of ragged hair hanging from his jowls. Long and ragged ears protrude from the center of his skull to well above its pointed rigid peak. This... His eyes are relatively small, but burn with a cold blue light. And the most terrible aspect of his visage is his mouth, which is overly large and filled with huge fangs, often displayed in a bizarre smile. He can assume other forms, however, from the hideous to the beautiful. Often, the demon lord becomes so immersed in his role-playing that he actually loses himself in whatever role he's playing for a time. That is terrifying. His lies are so extreme that even he can kind of fall for them. His illusions are so good that he... That's how you, that's how you beat... 
the truth is like <laughs> you, you believe That's the lies. What I expected you you to believe say. the lie so hard mm-hmm. that you become the it becomes the truth. There we go. Yeah. It's not the truth though. So for countless eons, Fraser Blue, Prince of Deception, reigns supreme as the Lord of the Abyssal Realm known as Hollow's Heart. Hollow's Heart. The demon Nomicon of the Witch Queen Igvil, Igwilv, uh, records him as one of the primal lords of the Abyss, one of the first demons to rise to dominance. This claim might or might not be true, but images of this demon prince have been found in ruins so ancient that no books remain that speak of their builders. Okay. His sect is one of the oldest known demon cults. Though never inherently was Fraser Blue the most powerful of demon lords, his terrible magic staff allowed him to command immense armies of demons and other hateful creatures and served as the key of his absolute mastery over his lair of the abyss. At the height of his power, Fraser Blue could raise mountain ranges in a matter of seconds or drain bottomless seas with but a thought. Such godlike power bred incredible arrogance, and soon mighty Fraser Blue mastered the art of even summoning his fellow demon princes to his court, where he humiliated them before a chattering audience of psychophants. Oh. Yet even eternity can be finite. Instead of assailing him in the impregnable fortress that is Hollow's Heart, Fraser Blue's rivals indirectly aided one of the demon's enemies, an archmage named Zagig. We'll just call him Zaggy for now. Uh, Was gifted an arcane uh, artifact known as the Icker Lance by the rivals of the Prince of Deception. Okay. And Zagig dared to summon Fraser Blue to the material plane. In his arrogance, when summoned, Fraser Blue viewed it as little more than an opportunity to spend a few weeks in the mortal realm, savaging and ruining a few unexpecting nations. Okay. Yeah, when the demon prince manifested in Zagig's great summoning chamber, the wizard confronted the demon with the Icker Lance in an attempt to carve away a portion of his fiendish essence. Okay. When Zagig tried to use the artifact on him, though, Fraser Bluer took it in his hands and disjoined the artifact's power and just snapped it. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, nah, what's that? Bitch. Swoop? Yeah. It's mine now. Yet, something went wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> As the artifact's magic was torn away and ruined, Fraser Blue felt the same force rebounding into his own being. In an instant, his powers were stripped away from him, and Zagig's true purpose became clear. Oh. The Icker Lance was simply bait. And now the fra- and now that Fraser Blue had taken it, Zagig had no problem using his magic to imprison the demon Prince of Deception in a massive stone bass relief deep within the dungeons below Castle Greyhawk. Damn, he's like, you're too busy with your own lies that you didn't see mine. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. For more than 200 years, Flazer Blur remained in prison there. His okay. only entertainment were the few thieves, intruders, and explorers who stumbled into his presence. For Zagig had given uh, Fraser Bloor leave to riddle and torment those unfortunate enough to encounter him. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine going to jail and, like, you're housed across from, like, a fucking demon lord? Yeah. That he's was... just going to talk you into, like, insanity or whatever. <laughs> right. Well, he and he's trapped in a stone, like, uh, statue, but still. Oh, like, he couldn't move or anything? No, no. He His spirit was, like, sealed in, like, a, a bass oh, relief. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, deep so under the like castle. Zero, yeah. So he just, like... He couldn't move. His he was entertainment just was like watching people go to jail. Not even going to jail. This is like he's deep in like a dungeon under a castle. Yeah. Where like, on uh, like uh, oh I get like it. adventurers. Like adventurers. Can, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, That's okay. exactly yes that. So oh um, no. <laughs> yeah. Yet the dungeons beneath Castle Greyhawk are vast, and as the years wore on, Fraser Blue's visitors became less frequent. Okay. Eventually, he was left alone with nothing but his festering and broiling anger. For hundreds of years, his rage grew until a fateful day when two adventurers, Gary Gygax's brother and his friend, 
<laughs> came upon a curious bass relief deep underground and unwittingly followed its advice, setting Fraser Blue free and beginning his all-consuming mission to rebuild his domain, find his staff, and wage war in the material plane until it is not but a smoking husk. Damn, that must have been fucked up when Fraser Blue saw the like last adventures find the mythic sword that was down there with him. It was like, it's fuck, like, they found the last of the treasure. <laughs> now no one will come down I'm here. I'm not even going to see anything. <laughs> Oh man, that's how I imagined it happened. He's like Gary. Is that, is that <laughs> is you, that you Gary? Gary? It's been years. <laughs> I like how the lore of this guy is like. Oh, he was like the first one to be yeah. super powerful. That's like tied into like being pre D and D a little bit. Like it, it like, is. Little, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Um, it is interesting. Let's take a short rest. Okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, this week's short rest is brought to you by Wretches and Rewards Kickstarter. Uh, Wretches and Rewards is a 5th edition supplement of monster encounters perfectly paired with memorable loot. They're putting together six modules that are focused around collecting very specific magic items. Each module has a different theme and terrain, so that there should be something that can be plugged into most long-term campaigns. All six modules will all be placed into a single hardcover book. 
and all those modules come with a double-sided map that's playable. So you're gonna get six double-sided maps in total. The modules themselves will have a separate DM map within the book labeled with descriptions for easy explanations of what the characters encounter. These magic items will play a huge part in the development of the modules and will be crucial to how the encounters are played. Uh, their goal is to reduce the clunky gameplay of roll tables and build up a more immersive experience around the items players find. The encounters themselves will be focused on strategic play that will force characters to make choices that will affect what the final magic item can do should they acquire it. Uh, so stretch goals for, for Wretches and Rewards are going to be um, printed magic cards, new stories, and even a 3D printable STL file of their monsters. So that sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I would say so. Yeah. So guys, make sure you go check out Wretches and Rewards. Uh, there's a link in the description below. Go support that Kickstarter. Get them going. Get them the funding they need and require. Um, and thank you for sponsoring our short rest. Indeed. All right, everybody. We're talking about people we love right now. We are. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Yeah, thank um, you. Absolutely. Thanks for telling me about uh, talking about the show. Telling people about the show. Sharing the show. There's some specific people that we want to thank, and there are people Indeed. that have come into our Patreon. Big changes on the Patreon. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah, a lot um, of stuff happening there. A lot of stuff happening there. We're restructuring some things. Uh, we finally figured out like our merch thing. We were talking about it a while back. We were. Uh, don't we worry about it. Out. It's happening. Yeah. Um, it's going to be positive for for us and hopefully for you guys too. So uh, I want to thank these people that have come in to support us. Thank you, Spencer Darby. Thank you, Spencer. Uh, thank you, Caleb Hamilton. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, thank you, Johnny Hosiano. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, thank you, Aiden Dune. Thank you, Aiden. Uh, thank you, James Biam. Thank you, James. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Richard Boothby Young. Thank you, Richard. Uh, thank you, Travis S. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Javelina's Game Closet. Thank you, Javelina's Game Closet. Thank you, Keith Nelkin. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Jay Jenkinson. Thank you, Jay. Jay? Jay. The, just the letter J uh -huh. and Jenkinson. Thank you, Jenkinson. Uh, thank you, Christopher Ray. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Paul Ladenslayer. Thank you, Ladenslayer. 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 Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, why not? Thank you, Zach Smith. Thank you, Zach. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Brad Durfee. Thank you, Brad Durfee. Uh, thank you, Kirkus Hera. Thank you, Kirkus. Uh, let's see here. Thank you, Manuel Man Manuel Fleischer. Manuel Fleischer. Manuel Fleischer. Thank you, Manuel. Uh, thank you, Garrett Enriquez. Was it Garrett? Garrett Enriquez. Thank you, Garrett. Uh, thank you, Legio X. Thank you, Legio X. It could be Legio. It's L E G I Legio X. <laughs> the, whatever you thought was the coolest thing, we just said. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ewan Robinson. Thank you, Ewan. Uh, and uh, oh, and thanks again, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Again. <laughs> again. Uh, so thanks, guys. Um, I know there's a lot going. On in the world right now. There is. So to have your financial support, it means, it means the, world the world to us. Yeah. It, it really does. Um, it, especially in light of all this. Um, we're like infinitely grateful anyway. But right. like, to see you guys coming out to support us in this way has really kind of touched me specifically and my heart place. Indeed. So yeah, thank, thanks a lot. Um, me and Will work really hard on the show. So to see people backing it and listening and loving it. It's been really good. It's been um, fantastic. So I hope you guys are all staying safe and, and being responsible. If anybody's got to jump from Patreon, yeah. we see people like, sorry, oh, we yeah. got to go. Go. Don't, dude, go. don't worry it's about it. We really appreciate you even like thinking about us at yeah, all. Absolutely. So like, hey, and we, the, we get it. hope the show's helping in these uh, stay-at-home times. Um, so yeah, thanks so much. Do you have anything else to add, Will? No, let's get back to the show. Catch us in the long rest. Let's get back to the show. <laughs>
we've returned. Indeed we have. Shit, we're back. Talking about Frazer Blue. More demon shit. I suppose his name could be Frazer Blah. Frazer Blah. But two U's, that's usually an ooh sound, right? I would think that's yeah. like, why would you add the other one? Yeah. Why would you put U's Indeed. there? There's a lot of I mean, strange... there's also a hyphen and an apostrophe in his name. Hey, look, so. it's all made up, baby. <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's talk about his personality. Sure. Personality-wise, Frazer Blue is a bit of an enigma, though it was said that at the height of his power, the Demon Lord was arrogant, braggardly, cruel, and imperious. Now the Demon Lord is more known for his subtlety and manipulation when dealing with others. His li- He lies as easy as he breathes, and his lies are always convenient and enticing things that lure both sus- suspecting and unsuspecting victims under his influence. Okay. Often, he presents himself as some benefactor or benevolent entity to his target, whether through changing his form and taking on the illusory persona of an entity being or mortal with good intentions, or as himself with his false smile and sweet words. So this is a scary demon lord. Yes. Like, if the material he's plane especially. Danger. If he's talking to you, you are in danger. Yeah, you're, you're, you are you're going to be sweet talking to <laughs> oblivion of some kind, I'm sure. No, just being sweet talked into doing whatever he wants, thinking yeah, like he's, he's like, there to help. Like, you might be the domino he pushes over to do exactly. other stuff. Right, that's okay. exactly right. So either way, all said and done, Frazer Bluer's uh, Frazer Bluer. It's hard to say. Yes, it Frazer is. Bluer. All said and done by Frazer Bluer are falsehoods woven and hidden behind more falsehoods so thoroughly that none but he knows their true intentions. What? <laughs> say it again. So when all is said and done, uh, no, all that is said and done by Frazer Bluer, said and done by Frazer Bluer are falsehoods. Okay, yeah. That are woven and hidden behind even more falsehoods so thoroughly that I none see. but he knows their true intentions. It's a Minotaur's labyrinth of lies. Indeed, yes. Okay. Uh, so it is said that at times his illusion and lies are so convincing that even he can lose himself right. temporarily in his performance. Regardless of this, one thing is certain. In the end, the lies of Fraser Bloor spell the doom for all who heed them. Hell yeah. <laughs> so enigmatic or not, behind his masks and lies, a seething anger burns in the heart of the demon lord of illusion. Fraser Bloor dreams of a war against the material plane, whereas most of the other demon lords see humanity as a fertile field in which to plant seeds of cruelty, hatred, and perversion to mature into souls ripe for the plucking. Frazer Blue sees only an insult to his powerful ego. As long as even one human being lives, he cannot, he cannot release the powerful rage Zaga gifted to him. And so Frazer Blue plans a crusade of red ruin. In his dream, he sees himself leading an army of demons, undead, and other monstrosities against the whole of humanity, a war he has no intention of ending until all that remains of the material plane is dust. So this dude, Zaggy, was a human guy, right? Yeah, he was and a so human And so that's why he loathes the humans, because he got duped by humans. Exactly. That's and exactly he got trapped right. in a statue. So Zaggy dead? I think Zaggy's dead by this point. Zaggy's I'm de- not super familiar with my Greyhawk lore, but I'm sure this is like two or three hundred years past. Because if you get trapped in a statue mm-hmm. in a dungeon for like mm-hmm. a few hundred years, yeah. then the human that put you there was... Is probably dead, maybe. Yeah, because he was of age to put you That's in a true. statue at that point. For all I know, Zaggy's going to get his own episode. I don't know if he's prominent enough or not for that, but it could happen. It could happen. We could do a Zaggy episode. We could do a Zaggy. That would be cool. Like how, like how It would be like a one-on-one on how to put a demon lord in a statue. That'd I guess so, cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. How do you lie to a big liar? <laughs> right. He gets caught up in his, in his own shit too much. Okay. So um, another goal of Fraser Bloor is that he also seeks to restore his infamous staff, which was uh, which after his entrapment was fought over by his rivals. During the ensuing fight, the staff itself was shattered into five parts and scattered across the cosmos. Didn't that isn't that like the ruby rod a little bit? No. Um, I think you're talking about the rod of seven parts. 
there's a rod of seven parts, but like Asmo had a ruby rod. He has a ruby rod. He has it still. That's his. It's not, it's that's not his like, deal. Well, I guess your campaign could be. You like, might be talking about the it. the seed of evil from fourth edition, which uh, uh, Asmo broke a shard off of, and that's why the oh. demons and devils are fighting. Okay, like, yeah. He has one in his rod. And I think I'm piecing together a bunch of different stuff yeah. that is like similar to this, like sure. the rod of seven parts, or yeah. like the the piece of blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. So this is it's it's broken into five parts. It's a staff, not a rod. It's a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin. Yes, yeah. exactly. And if you get it, you fucking do cool shit or whatever. For, right. For the cutscene, like it basically has reality altering powers, and that's why he was so powerful. It's like the staff allowed him to do anything in reality as long as he was on his own layer of the abyss. So cool. Thus, he was the most powerful demon lord. So are you like super familiar with the way illusion magic goes in the game? Like, yes, yeah. I, I'm I always sure. like like oh, make a wisdom saving throw sort of thing. Yeah. And then like yeah. you see through it, like almost like. Uh, in Naruto with the Genjutsu where they're like yeah. they realize it's an illusion and then once they do they can do something to break the illusion yeah. but until they have to know both they have to know they're in the illusion and do something to break it so sometimes you only need the first thing I right. guess so depending on the spell um, I generally will treat like the DC for an illusion spell of um, since it's a wisdom save if you hit it, it means you realize it's an illusion and thus the illusion has no power over you. I think there are illusion spells, though, where, like, that doesn't work. You'll realize it's not an illusion, but you'll still feel the effects of the illusion. But now that you know it's not an illusion, like, you can act with free will because mm. some illusion spells will, like, cause you to act against how you would normally act. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like, the illusion is making you believe something that exactly. is making you act in, like, a flight or fight. Right. But, like, something interesting to touch on is, like, the... Um, in 1408, which mm-hmm. is a Stephen King short story originally. Oh, is that the one with Samuel Jackson? That has Samuel. The, the movie one has, <laughs> yeah. uh, what, Cusack or whatever? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and Sam. And uh, in the book, though, he gets, like, there's a entity. Spoilers for 1408. Uh, there's a, an entity in the room <laughs> yeah. that is putting him under the illusion of the room. Yeah. Uh, and it wants to eat him, I think, right. or something at the end. Well, it wants him to kill himself. It wants him to kill himself so he can, like... Have his soul. So Yeah, so it's yeah. something like that, where yeah. this is, like, this some creature from the beyond, from mm-hmm. the far realm or something. Yeah. And it's basically... You don't need to understand it. He ends up lighting his shirt on fire in, like, a haze. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he finds matches in his pocket. He's, like, from the hotel. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, oh. And he lights his shirt on fire. He's, like, I'll just kill myself then rather than be eaten if that's what it wants. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to deal with it. And it breaks the illusion, like, the pain of it. Oh. It like snaps him out of it and he's able to break out of the room because oh, he starts a fire. Yeah. It's like, that would be cool. Like, can you like stab yourself in the leg to kind of I mean, like, you could definitely flavor stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's a cool idea. This is some cool, like illusion magic is kind of ambiguous in the game. I feel like I mean, certain... there's, there's plenty of things that don't get explained all the way down to its minutia. And I think it's better that way because it lets us do that, which yeah, is, as totally. dungeon masters and players, even like that's our job. Like okay. we're in here trying to play in imagination land. So let's play. Okay. I felt like that would be a good topic to touch on. Like, sure. like since this is whole guy thing. Yeah, it really is. So, okay. Fraser Blue rules over the 176 layer of the abyss, commonly called Hollow's Heart. Mm-hmm. Before cool his... In- what? Oh, cool name. Yeah, Sorry. it is. It, it also reminds me of uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. But anyways, before his imprisonment below Ca- Castle Greyhawk, Fraser Blue was content to dwell in his personally tailored realm, which is was said to be a veritable paradise. The Prince of Deception and his infamous staff of power had complete control over his abyssal domain and could reform its appearance with only a thought. The ability to cause mountains to sink into oceans, to cause chasms to swallow entire cities, and to call up massive guardians of stone and lava made his lair an impossible place for his enemies to assault. Mm-hmm. Fraser Bloor knew this and, as a result, only rarely ventured out of his domain. 
Instead, he was content to spend his time tormenting his minions and the legions of prisoners they brought before him in hopeful attempts to curry his momentary favor. Bummer. Or deceiving rival demon lords and ladies into appearing in his court and taking from them what he desired, usually entertainment in the form of humiliation, but also sometimes partaking in more gluttonous or carnal amusements. So, you know, he's yeah. evil. He's evil. He's definitely evil, and he's he's hitting up other evil people to do evil stuff to, to them. them. Which is crazy. Yeah. You never really hear about this happening. Well, because, like... You walk into his mindscape pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so and you're like, fucked. It doesn't yeah. matter how powerful you are because, like, he is unto a god here. Uh, and this is a this is like the old. Is this the current? Stuff no, no. Or is this, this is the, the old, old times. Old Hollow's heart. Yeah, yeah. So don't don't fuck with don't fuck with the Fraz back in the day. <laughs> no, certainly not. Uh, but after the Prince of Deception became trapped away from his domain, his enemies descended upon his realm in terrible, endless waves of devastation. Uh, without their master, the denizens were unable to rely on the realm's mutability, and they were slaughtered completely. Oh shit! Not long after, the domain itself collapsed. Mountains withered away, seas filled with gravel, forests burned to the ground, and deserts blew away on the nether wind. And that's when you found out that the only thing remaining at the end of it was just his home gym. <laughs> right. <laughs> he got so fucking small. He swole. was getting so small. He's like, if I'm buff in the body and the mind, they'll never defeat me. <laughs> <laughs> so all that remained was an endless white plain of powdery sand under an empty black sky. And some dumbbells. And some dumbbells. <laughs> Since Razor Blue's return, he has spent the better part of his time rebuilding his realm mm. and his body. Got a Nordic track. Here, <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. Here and there, pockets of terrain have appeared where minor and unique demons have laid claims and learned on a smaller scale uh, to mold the terrain to their will. Okay. Fraser Bluer has routed and ruined most of these demonic squatters and has slowly been, <laughs> has slowly been reshaping things to his liking. Bummer. Yet without his staff, the task is arduous and lengthy. In addition, Fraser Bluer must constantly defend his realm from demonic incursions as the other demon lords have not forgotten their hatred of the Prince of Deception. Totally. So far, none have managed to force him from his home, although Grozd, Demogorgon, and others have come close to... Bef Shout out come to Demogorgon. <laughs> come close before Fraser Bluer managed to repulse their armies from his realm. The process of rebuilding is, as a result, slow and painful. Backslides are all too frequent, and with each one, he is reminded of his imprisonment and the theft and destruction of his staff. He's got PTSD. He does. Despite the hardships, he continues to make progress. The terrain of his realm <laughs> grows daily, as do the ranks of his subjected of his subjects of demon slaves and thralls. I kind of want to feel bad for him because he's like trying to fix his, his traumatic stress <laughs> he's disorder. He's just trying so hard, but it's but like, he's no, so dude, fucking evil. You were so evil. So are you're you so evil that all the other demon lords think you're a dick. So there are squatter demons. Like like yeah. lesser demons that can like that came here. Like, I am the mindscape, and then yeah. Fraz comes in and like, wrecks their shop. Yes, but then like okay, so if my boy Demogorgon comes in and well, gets in there in an incursion, is he able to kind of manipulate the mindscape too? No, because it's not his realm. He'd have to spend some time there. So this is like a demon that lives in the realm for a little while. It's like ooh, I can kind of like set my seed, my mind seeds I, into the. I, so from all my reading, I'm under the impression that the abyss is very mutable to the entities. Of power that dwell there. Sure. So like it's malleable in a way. I'm pretty sure that like Orcus's realm is like a super undead graveyard because he made it that way, not because it was always that way and he came here. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So um I think that is just a part of being a demon lord. So Fraser Bluer turned that to a hundred with his super staff of reality. Totally. So the the abyss sh like shits out a lair. And sure, then exactly. Fraz goes in there and lifts his mind weights uh -huh. and his physical weights and of like course. imposes his will on the land. Yeah, and that's what it, he's doing. It just kind he's of basically like, trying to take his abyssal layer from zero and build it all the way back up. Yeah. By being evil inside of it. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Cool. And never leaving. 
Right. So Fraser Bloor himself dwells in Zorag Malak, a sprawling, roughly circular city of corkscrew towers, twisted domes, and vast amphitheaters. Okay. The Sounds city, cool. Yeah, the city appears empty save for the demon prince and his succubi consorts. But beneath the cloak of illusion, tens of thousands of petitioners live out their, their afterlives of the, in their dreams, surrounded oh. by friends and loving families for the rest of eternity. The infinite Sukinomi or whatever. <laughs> Don't what? worry about it. Inf- I feel Tsukiyomi? like I should know, but I, it's not is quite it ringing Tsukiyomi the bell. Tsukiyomi or Tsukinomi? I don't know. What are you talking about? I'm very close to finishing um, Naruto. Okay. Spoilers for Naruto. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Yes, very much like that, actually. Yeah. Um, where was I? Uh, oh, yeah. But slowly, the Prince of Demon, the Prince of Deception peels away these comforts one by one until the shuddering human souls are nothing more than feeble shells of doubt and self-pity. So, so a more, like, uh, easier to relate to. This, they're in the Matrix in there? Yeah, they're in the Matrix Fuck. in there, except for he's slowly turning it into their own personal hell. Oh, my God. So mm. so they're living their dreams, and then slowly things are starting to go yep, bad. exactly. Your bike tire pops while These... you're on a fucking, like, a long 100-mile trek, and you're like, fuck, well, at least I brought my fucking inflatable, yeah. like, replacement, and yeah. you don't have it. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden you get attacked it's by like, wolves. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big jump, but yes. <laughs> they eat all your beef jerky, but yeah, you're okay. But you're fine. Um, so these are the deceived. Mm-hmm. Humans sacrificed in Fraser Bloor's name by his wicked cult, and their final betrayal is among the few things that temporarily sate the demon prince's wrath over his humiliation at the hands of humanity. That's right. The immense razor-hooked adamantine walls of Zoragmalok are festooned with the twitching near corpses of countless human bodies tended by a small army of harpy clerics who flap from body to body, attempting to keep them alive just long enough to prolong their suffering and their That's dreams. just like in the Matrix when Neo wakes up and he's <laughs> like in the fucking battery tower yeah. or whatever and there's like little robots like scaling the fucking thing. Yep. Except their harpies are like ah! yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Get back in your dream. <laughs> exactly. Your hell dream. <laughs> so Oh wow. That's a really Adamantine good walls. Oh yeah. That's he ain't hardcore. fucking around no more. He's like, I didn't dream these walls up. I built them. I built you have with, to harvest with these you. muscles. <laughs> to lift weights so I can go get all this adamantine. I guess my adamantine can't be broken, so it doesn't matter if you come in here. You're never undoing this. So what does it look like? Is it like one big sheet or is it like a bunch of bricks? I always picture it as one big sheet whenever I picture adamantine, but I don't know. Damn, you had to like go under the... He had to lift so good that he had he could like squat press the, the crust of the material plane up to harvest it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. So Fraser Blue counts no other demon lord as an ally. Most still remember and resent the days eons past when Fraser Blue was a name to fear. Furthermore, his ability to deceive them and trick them makes him a particularly hated demon lord among his peers. Like, it's one thing for him to be able to illusorily deceive, you know, your mortals or your average demon. But the fact that he's so good at it, it affects demon lords who aren't used to being affected by anything. Yeah, and himself. Leaves a real bad taste in their mouth. So oh, yeah. So they're super not fans of it. Uh, Fraser Bloor prefers minions that play to his strengths of deception and seduction and treachery. Succubi are one of his favorite tools. He also commands a large number of chaotic evil rakshasas known as the Hollow Rajas. Ooh. Now, we're not going to talk too much about them. Actually, we're not going to talk about them at all after this because the rakshasas are going to get their own episode. And yeah. they're a very particular kind of fiend. Right. Uh, they're not very much like demons at all. Um, and they're really interesting. Critical role spoilers. Every time oh. we talk about rakshasas, oh, I really? bring it okay. up that there, was, that there was one. Interesting. That was like tailing a dude for a long time. That's interesting. Yeah, because you kill him and they like send him back to fucking hell or the abyss or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they fucking find a way back because mm-hmm. they just spawned again. But They're like, immortal. you delayed him because yeah. it's hard to get out of the abyss. Right, it is. 
Um, they're not from the abyss, but yes. Well, wherever they're from, yeah. I think they're from, I want to say Gehenna, but I'm not sure. They're going to get they, their own episode. Exactly. So Fraz Blues, Fraz Ur Blues. The Fraz cult. Man. Fraz Man. It's like the Fonz, but he's a Fraz. <laughs> the Fraz. Yeah, he's got a leather jacket with cut sleeves. So the Fraz's cults are known as the Cults of Deception. A typical cult consists of a dozen or so members, most of which have at least a few levels of cleric in them, uh, posing as benign sects of obscure deities, using deception, illusions, enchantment, and other forms of trickery. The these cultists operate small shrines located in rural areas and outwardly often do a lot of good for their communities that otherwise don't have access to like powerful healing and stuff. You can make one inside like the main city that's like a gold's gym. <laughs> you could. You could do that. Come with that. They've got a lot of hidden fees in their contract they when you certainly sign up. Do. It's fucking true. As a general rule, a cult of deception won't charge money for their spellcasting services. Since the lesser cults who siphon money uh, and other resources from the guilds and governments fund them. Okay. Um, these cultists seduce and trick people into joining their ranks and offering their unknown worship to Frazor Blue. These poor folk are doomed the moment they join the cult, for eventually they are sacrificed or goaded into sacrificing themselves. These poor deluded souls inevitably find themselves the eternal prisoners of Frazor Blue. Damn, they fucking get you into their nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two weeks in, when you're fucking just getting really into it, they hand you a dagger. <laughs> yeah. So do it. Yeah, do, do it, it, coward. <laughs> Usually, uh, what they end up doing is like they will they will gaslight a motherfucker to like making him think he's the chosen one and he's oh. blah 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 blah. And like somehow, if only he sacrifices himself, it'll save millions of lives. And of course, they're a good person, so they do it. And now they're in hell. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Many of the servants of Fraser Blur, even outside of full blown coats, aren't even aware they serve the Prince of Deception, believing their master is a beneficent beneficent being and grantor of wishes, some lost god or celestial, or even another fiend. Like, no, it's not even that he's a good person. It's just that he's not Frazzle Blue. Yeah, it doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> yeah. Frazzle Blue wears all these masks and and more. He particularly delights in aiding demon hunters against his demonic adversaries, driving the hunters to greater and greater atrocities in the name of their cause, only to eventually reveal his true nature and claim their souls as his own. Damn, so he's just like, he I got fucking this, with people. I'm fucking like hanging out with Van Helsing, telling mm-hmm. him to do my dirty shit. Yep, and then yep, when yep. the time comes and he becomes too powerful, I fucking cut his legs out from under him. Well, kind of, it's more soul. along the lines of like, I slowly make him compromise him on his morals until he realizes that he's not chaotic oh, good anymore. Well, that's he's a, chaotic evil. Uh, don't devils, aren't devils kind of into that? They, sort of they thing love too? doing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, demons do too. You away. Yeah, demons do it in well, a clearly. more like magical kind of like magical evil corruption way while devils will like make you do it yourself yeah they're like which is way more malicious in a way it's like no i'm changing you fundamentally and you did it by choice yeah you made a decision i'm like tricking you into doing it yeah the devil is okay yeah Yeah. this is okay yeah i got it so let's uh let's go over would you do you want to go over the regional effects or the madness effects first i have an idea yes for when we pull out the stat blocks do you want me to read them Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm so I'm totally down with that. Just why? I'm curious. I don't know. You're doing a lot of talking. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, you want to go over this shit? Let's yeah, like, hear. Like, like, uh, <laughs> take a take a take, take a, a break. Yeah, you tell me about Fraser Bluer's regional effects and madness. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, so regional effects. Uh-huh. The region containing Fraser Blue's lair is warped by his magic, creating one or more of the following effects: mm-hmm. intelligent creatures within one mile of the lair frequently see hallucinations of long dead friends and comrades that vanish after only a brief glimpse. Nice. So he's got illusions of going twenty four seven. Cool, cool. So uh, next, and they're hand tailored illusions as well. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, next up is roads and paths within six miles of their of the lair twist and turn back on themselves, making navigation in the area exceedingly difficult. Nice. Can't okay. take down a city if you can't find a city. <laughs> You can't, you can't get in here if you can't get in here, right? Exactly, yes. Exactly. The last effect is just going to be the madness, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, if a humanoid spends at least an hour within one mile of the lair, the creature must can't get in here DC. if you can't get in here. That's too fucking funny. You see 23 wisdoms. Those are the demons you meet along the road. He's like, I don't know, man. Left or right? You can only make it if you can make it, right? I don't know. I don't know where it is. You don't know. Okay, so, so the wisdom saving throw, uh, you have to DC 23 wisdom save or descend into madness determined by the madness of Frazer Blue Table. Uh, a creature that succeeds on the saving throw can't be affected by the region uh, again until 24 hours passes. Right. Um, it says if Frazer Blue dies, these effects fade over the course of 1d10 days. Yeah. So That's it's the just same lingering. for all Demon Lords. So yeah. If Frazer Blue dies, do they, does that mean like permadeath? Well, it depends. So if you kill him on the material plane, he just goes back to the abyss. If but you if kill you him kill him there. On his home plane, he will die. He'll die, die. Okay, he'll be absorbed by the energies of the abyss or some shit, however that works. So here is the madness of Fraz or Blue Table. Should be five a, different effects. Yeah, you roll a D100. So uh, between one and 20, uh, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Quote, <laughs> I never let anyone know the truth about my uh, my actions or intentions, even if doing so would be beneficial to me. <laughs> I cool. just, you're, you're a pathological I'm going to lie liar. anyway. 21 yeah. through 40, I have intermittent hallucinations and fits of catastrophe. Catatonia. Okay. So you're freaking out. Yeah. Randomly. You kind of epilepsy, kind of? Is that how that works? Uh, intermittent uh, hallucinations are fits of catatonia. So you go, you go, you're basically like. Epileptic like, psychosis. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you, you're useless pretty much for yeah, like the time. Yeah. You're shut down for a bit. Uh, like, intermittent. I guess you have to just role play it. Like, do you want to spend yeah. five minutes freaking out? Yeah. It's up to you. But you got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> 41 through 60. My mind wanders as I have elaborate fantasies that have no bearing on reality. Mm. When I return my focus to the world, I have a hard time remembering that I it was just a daydream. So oh. you think that shit was for real? Wow. So you're thinking about like... That's debilitating. Ooh, yikes. Who knows what you're thinking about? I don't mm. want to talk about it. 61 through 80. I convince myself that things are true, even in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you become very hard to deal with. Yes, indeed. Uh, 81 through 100. Especially on Twitter. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Damn, well. Okay, my perception of reality doesn't match anyone else's. It, ma <laughs> it makes me prone to violent delu uh, delusions that make no sense to anyone else. Mm. And what I immediately thought of when I read that was the weather. I don't know why. What? What? Like, like it's hot as fuck. Are you guys hot? Is it oh, hot in here? Oh, wow. Like, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, I'm really hungry. We mm -hmm. just ate, bro. What? No? Oh, like, my gosh. Wait, we did, right? No, I'm so hungry though. That's some. Did I get yeah. my portion? That's like, some good role play. I yeah, like that. Yeah, there's some good shit here yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. So All what right. Do you so after do that next? is layer effects. Next should be next page. Next page. I layer think I effects. set you up over there. You did. I'm I'm real good, even though it was impromptu. <laughs> yes. I, sorry, I meant to talk, ask you about that before we started. No, I'm down, and like it's cool. I thought about it because I'm like, damn, Will has to talk about all this shit and then read this. I could just read the stat block. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, okay, so Frazer Blue's lair lies within the abyssal realm of Hollow's Heart, mm -hmm. a featureless plain of white dust with few structures on it. The lair itself is a city of Zor Zoragmalak. You said that a mm -hmm. circular fortress surrounded by. Okay, we've read this part, yes. so let's go lair action specifically. Yeah, uh, on initiative count of twenty, which is all lair actions pretty much for mm. Frazer Blue can take a layer action to cause one of the following effects. He drops his weights on you. Just uh, <laughs> yeah. He can't use the same effect two rounds in a row. <laughs> Frazer Blue causes up to five doors within the lair to become walls and an equal number of doors to appear oh on God. walls where there weren't any. So I'm he, picturing now I'm picturing all 
his like layer effects, all his illusions is like he just flexes and then something happens. <laughs> so he flexes and suddenly these walls appear. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, continue. I'm he's listening. fucking rolling weights down the stairs at you. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. Uh, you're on. You're on his Nordic track, and you don't realize that while you're running mm-hmm. through the lair. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, Frazer Blue chooses one humanoid within the lair and instantly creates a simulacrum of that simulacrum of that creature, as if created with the simulacrum spell. Uh, this simulacrum obeys Frazer Blue's commands and is destroyed on the next initiative count of twenty. So he makes a fucking clone of, yeah. your, of someone in your party. Does it have your same abilities? Um, According to a spell. We would have to look up Simulcrum spell. Okay, keep Um, reading. Uh, I'll look that up while you're doing that. Okay, cool. Well, that was the last one. Oh, that was the last one? Okay, well, you can start on the stat block. I'm going to look that spell up real quick. Okay, cool. Um, So Frazzer Blue is a large fiend, demon, chaotic evil, with an armor class of 18 natural armor, big beefy hit points of 337, speed of 40 feet, and fly speed of 40 feet. That's right, because he has wings wings, in this version. I bet they're very muscular, like somebody's (laughs) They're rather bulky-looking wings. Ooh, okay, yeah. So he's doing, like, arm presses and wing presses. All right, I pulled up the spell. Do we want to hear yeah, it? Okay. Some, some so you shape an illusory duplicate of one beast or humanoid that is within range for the entire casting time of the spell. The duplicate is a creature partially real and formed from ice or snow, and it can take actions and otherwise be affected as a normal creature. It appears to be the same as the original, but it has half the creature's hit point maximum, maximum and is formed without any of the equipment the character has. Okay. Otherwise, the illusion uses all the statistics of the creature it duplicates. Okay. Um, so the big giveaway is that it doesn't have the like barbarians' weapons on. The big giveaway is fucking naked. Oh yeah, no equipment. It's <laughs> yeah. butt ass naked. It's butt ass naked. Oh, <laughs> Can God. you imagine having to fight a naked version of yourself? Oh, or Very like you get separated. Can you alarming. imagine separating one person from the rest of the party, making the simulacrum, uh-huh. and then being like, <laughs> like try to horny bard them into. <laughs> That's separate the horny bard we and punish, punish everyone. <laughs> punish, punish everyone for that horny bard. That's hilarious. That horny bard's bad ways. Um. So yeah, cool. Okay. So back to um. So we have the the forty feet of movement and fly. Mm-hmm. Strength is twenty nine. Dex is twelve. Con is twenty five. Intelligence twenty six. Wisdom twenty four. Charisma twenty six. So he really is buff. He's super buff. Twenty nine. I don't. It doesn't get much higher than twenty nine. He's not doing any agility exercises. Oh no, no, he's not. <laughs> Plus one dex for a, a monster like this. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's swole as fuck. He's just so fucking swole. <laughs> he can't move good. Why is the Demon Prince of Illusion so swole? He just has to stand there, be buff, not get moved around, and make illusion magic. He's okay. a power of the mind guy. Yeah. And a power of the body guy. But not a power of the flexibility. No. Saving throws. Dex plus eight. Okay, there you go. That kind of takes care of that a little bit. Um, but con plus 14. Intelligence plus 15. Wisdom plus 14. Okay. Skills, deception plus 15, perception plus 14, and stealth plus 8. Uh, he has damage resistance to cold fire, lightning, and yep. immunities to poison, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. That is non-magical. Uh, conditioned immunities, he cannot be charmed, exhausted, frightened, or poisoned. Standard stuff, right? Yeah, all standard. Dean. True sight, 120. <clears throat> Don't yeah. go Telepathy, invisible. all languages, all that jazz. So not only is he creating the lies, but he can see through your lies. Yes, it's okay. very true. Uh he, yeah, all languages with telepathy of 120 feet. He's a challenge rating 23. Does that sound about accurate to you? Um, I mean, I know we always have discrepancies. When it comes to the challenge ratings, ratings, it just like, it's difficult because some yeah. of the abilities, like, really to it's me to seem to master. fuck with it. Yeah, but uh, 23 is really low. I think he's like the weakest or one of the weakest demon lords we've talked about. Okay, 
Um, so he's got innate spellcasting. Uh, the ability is charisma. Spell save DC 23 is pretty high. Uh, you can innately cast uh, Alter Self. And three times a day, you can do Confusion, Dream, Mislead, Programmed Illusion, Seeming. Yeah, and a then lot one, of illusory stuff. Mirage, Arcane, Modify, Memory, Project Image once a day. Legendary Resistance, if Browser Blue fails a saving throw, he can choose to succeed, which is dope. Magic Resistance, advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Magic Weapon, uh, his weapon attacks are magical, so he doesn't need a magic weapon. He no, is the magic weapon. Indeed. Undetectable. Browser Blue can't be targeted by divination magic, perceived mm. through magical scrying sensors, or detected by abilities that sense demons or fiends. He is the safe <clears throat> house. Yeah, well, okay. I, I should have mentioned this in my notes. Like, ever since being summoned, he's taken like extra steps to never be able to be summoned again. That's the I think he's even gone as far as to bind his soul so that if he ever is like if his defenses are ever overwhelmed and he is getting pulled out of his plane, his soul will transfer somewhere else so he won't get pulled. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I didn't put that in there because I knew it, but well, there it is. You got it. Nailed it. It's in the episode now. My my theory, my my homebrew theory is that he's sacrificing his dex points for other cool stuff. Yeah, there we go. I mean. <laughs> he's trading dexterity for, for the ability to not be scribed. good pecs and abs. <laughs> All right. Uh, Multi-attack. Uh, he's got uh, one with his bite, two with his fist, which is a plus 16 to hit, 10 foot range, one target. It's going to do 19 or 3d6 plus 9 piercing damage. The fist is going to do plus 16 to hit, 10 oh, foot range. Oh, we got uh, something going on over here with recording. It says something, something, something. Uh, Movie recording. Something has been. Oh, we went over the time limit. Oh, uh, we just did? Like... With this one too? Yep. Okay. Start a new one. It's recording. Is okay. this one recording? Do it again. Cool. Sweet. Okay. Um. I'll start. Uh, so he's got a multi-attack. So make three attacks, one with his bite, two with his fist. The bite is plus 16 to hit. Nice. 10 foot reach, one target, 3d6 plus 9 or 19 piercing damage. The fist is plus 16 to hit, 10 foot reach, one target, 22 damage or 3d8 plus 9 bludgeoning damage. Very strong fist. He's biting and punching you with yes. his buff buff body <laughs> and his sharp teeth. I'm the demon lord of illusion. I've got a big mouth and big biceps. Punch, punch. <laughs> Continue. Uh, legendary actions. He can take three of them, choosing from the options below, which are melee weapon attack, plus 16 to, plus 16 to hit, uh, 15 foot reach, uh, one target. This is with his tail. So uh, the hit is 2d10 plus 9 bludgeoning damage. If the target is large or smaller creature, it's also grappled by the tail. Is his tail like spiky or something? I don't remember being particularly spiky. spiky maybe he's but just maybe hitting it's you with the tail and like wrapping you up in it yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the grappled target is also restrained. Uh, Frazzer Blue can... Grapple, only one creature with his tail at a time. Uh, and then Phantasmal Killer, which costs two actions, as mm -hmm. he can do uh, cast Phantasmal Killer, no concentration required. Nice. Which, that's a limiter removal. Fucking cool. Um, I don't know what that spell does, but it, Phantasmal Killer <laughs> sounds bad. <laughs> it certainly does. Is that the whole stat block? Did you finish? I got it. Nice. Yeah, Hell it. yeah. All right. Sounds good. We're not going to read Phantasmal Killer this time. No, it's, we're it's not. too close to the end of the episode. It is, and we uh, are going to get ready for our long rest. Let's do a uh, get ready for the long rest thing where we stop recording and start recording. Again. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These slippies seem kind of... Wait, I'm not wearing slippies. <laughs> Where are my slippies? <laughs> Some buff guy stole them. Indeed. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Getting ready for bedtime. Indeed. Indeed um, we are. And that's not a lie. No, it is not a lie. As it a matter of fact, uh, we are getting ready for a long rest. Yeah. Well, we are at a long we're rest. We're in the long rest. It, well, we are long resting. We're about to. Yeah. 
We long rest after we hang up. Oh, okay. is that how it works? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, we're okay. getting ready for bedtime, and then the we're going to have a long rest. The long rest is actually rest. more like a week long, because then the next episode shows up. Dude, we need... A lot of rest. A lot of rest. <laughs> With all this damn research. Uh, okay, so... Contest? The contest. We have a contest going. You we, can win an Essentials D&D Essentials kit. Indeed. Something, indeed something. It's a D&D Essentials kit. Yes. Dude, it comes with like... We're I giving away at, three, in fact. Yeah, we're giving away three of them um, to three different people. Yes. Uh, they, it comes with like character sheets and like magic <clears throat> item cards and something about called sidekicks and like it's it's basically the D and D starter set but like umped up and better. Buffed. It's like you shouldn't get the D and D starter set anymore. Probably you should get the D and D essentials kit. And we're giving away three. And if you want to win three, if you want to get your friends into D and D, or maybe you want to buy the essentials kit for someone you know who wants it, um, maybe you don't have to buy it. You can win it from us. And the way you do that is by tweeting a link to our show to your followers with hashtag DungeonCast. If you do that, I'll add you to the list. And I believe there's a way to also enter yourself in the contest on Instagram. There is. That is. Right? Yeah. Tell them about that. There's a post on Instagram about the contest, especially basically a picture of the essentials kit. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is go to the con. Well, first you got to be following. You need to be following us on the social media platform you're entering on. Or it's, it's a void. But <clears throat> follow us. Then go to that post and leave a comment. Tell us your favorite DungeonCast episode. Oh, nice. And then tag two people. Any, Very two, cool. any two people. And that's how you enter there? That's how you enter there. And we will be announcing the three winners on June 7th, which also happens to be my birthday. Um, Happy birthday, Will. Thank you. Happy birthday. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. Yeah. Uh, good luck, everybody. And <laughs> uh, the point is to Share help the you show. guys spread the word about the show um, and give you some incentive to do so, because the best thing you can do for us is to tell people about us. Indeed, it helps a lot. Yeah, hey. so we want to give back. And in this time of of craziness and pandemic, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of people are looking to get into D&D. If you yeah. have an essentials kit, it's real easy to just boot up like Roll20 or Zoom after that mm-hmm. and get going, man. It's true. Yeah. And with that being said, I think we can call it a game. Let's call it a game. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.